Hey, hey, peacemakers, it's the Soul Coach coming at you with another episode. So sit back and let's find your peace of mind. This episode of Enjoying Entrepreneurship is featuring Lazaria Z, your stylist, Morris. She's going to be telling you how she became a full-time entrepreneur after graduating high school and how her journey has been a couple of years later. Check this out. Congratulations on opening your salon. You had your grand opening this past Sunday. So how did that go? Um, thank you. It was great. Um, it was a very nice turnout. Um, we had the bounce house, the cotton candy machine, the ice machine, the popcorn machine for the kids. Um, we had the good food and drink for the adults. We had the DJ out there. You know, it was a very nice turnout. We had the parking lot packed to capacity. When I say it was nowhere to park at, it was nowhere to park at. Um, so it was real nice. It was a blessing. It was a blessing to have everybody come out and support and show love. Um, and it was a peaceful event. You know how the city can get. It's a family. Yes. They don't know how to act when black people get together. But it, it was such positive eyes and good energy all night. Most definitely. And I know that you always throw down in the kitchen. So tell me, <laughs> did you cook all that food or did you have someone cook it? No, I cooked it. Me and um, Quail cooked it. Well, I cooked the majority of the food. They came literally at the last minute to help me. So um, Lord, I cooked. Um, but I had not. not I got to give credit to Joan and Bo because they did grill for me. They grilled outside. Um, They had grilled the ribs, the hot dogs, the hamburgers, and the chicken. But I cooked meatballs, macaroni, red rice. Um, seafood salad, tuna salad, baked beans and ground beef, green beans with turkey mix, corn, um, and I think that was it. And then we had a dessert table with um, cake and cake pops and Rice Krispie treats and strawberries and all all types of stuff. <laughs> Now, you know what? I'm I'm mad at myself because I should have said, Zaria, put me a place to the side so you can just go to the post office in the morning overnight. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I see you post something, like, your stories and stuff, or you be cooking, I'm like, when is girl going to open up a restaurant? Like, she doing hair. That's that's cool for right now, but when when she gonna open up a restaurant? <laughs> Everybody want me to sell dinners and all that, but when I tell you, I don't know when I have. Must be on Sundays. Must be soul food Sundays. I make a certain number of plates, and you gonna pick it up from the shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I I always thought about that because I definitely want to have multiple businesses, but restaurants are a lot. They are a mm-hmm. lot to keep up with. I don't know if I can handle that hassle. Watch the way you the way you keep preparing all these these plates. God go put it in into words. He gonna be like, all right, my uh-huh. mom, this is the supper now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm very glad that you had a good turnout. I seen your ribbon cutting and everything, and I saw your sound list. Instagram and um, Snapchat, video. <laughs> Snapchat video. So 
everything. I'm glad everybody had a smile on their face because if they didn't, I wouldn't have known what was going on because the audio. <laughs> but I can't wait to see the, the video that your videographer put together. And I know this is only the the first in of many grand openings that you have. So congratulations again. Thank you. Who is Lazaria Zia Silas Morris? Lazaria Morris is a 22-year-old entrepreneur from Savannah, Georgia, who just recently opened up her own salon. Um, she's been in the hair business for about eight years now. Um, started selling uh, virgin hair in 2014, and she now has her own product line with edge control, um, head wrap, bonnet, and more to come in the near future. But that's about it. That defines Rosaria. What and or who inspired you to become a master cosmetologist? Um, that question is... <laughs> It's funny because I never wanted to do hair. Um, I used to sit in my art salon all day when I was little because she used to have to watch me. And I just hated to sit there all day. So I was like, I'm never going to do hair. <laughs> and then I started doing my own hair. And, you know, everybody just used to say, who do your hair? Who do your hair? And that's really how it started, just me doing my hair and then doing other people's hair. <laughs> so it just really became a side hustle for me, make money, and then I fell in love with the passion because, you know, I really enjoy making people feel beautiful. Okay. So that goes into my next question or my next statement. Define beauty in your own words. Um, Beauty to me is happiness. Um, I mean, it's all different types of ways to define beauty. Um. But when I think of beauty, I just feel like people do things to their appearance or, you know, to their self to make them feel beautiful or even enhance their beauty. So I just feel like it's happiness. Whatever makes you feel beautiful, go for it. (laughs) Okay. So when did you know that you wanted to start taking cosmetology seriously? Um... When I started taking it serious when I um was in high school and I went to the Woodville Tompkins, um, which was an institute that had like cosmetology and nursing and engineering and things like that. And I took up cosmetology um all four years I was there and um I just knew, like, I had to get lockings and all that if I wanted to. And so I just knew I had to take it serious and finish the course. Okay, so while you were in high school and you started creating a schedule where you started incorporating the basis of cosmetology into your schedule and stuff, like, how did your family and friends feel about your career choices? Um, once you started doing this, did they support you or what happened? My family is very supportive. My family and friends, they've always been supportive. Um, 
actually my mother, she started me on doing hair. Um, after I used to do my hair, I, she was the very first person who let me do a sewing on, sewing on their hair. So, um, you know, she was always supportive since day one, but everybody in my family was always supportive. And it's, now I do everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very good. So what type of products and services do you offer? I know you mentioned the products that you offer, um, like the edge control and other beauty products. What services do you do? Um, I pretty much do all services. Um, I do sewings, I do bonding, which are quickly. Um, I do ponytails, I do blowouts, I do relaxers. Um, pretty much anything. I, I try not to limit myself in what I can do. I try to do everything. Um, the only thing I won't do is breathe. <laughs> That's the only thing I won't do. But everything else, you know, I'm pretty much open to do. Okay, and that's a good attitude to have. So in Savannah, there are so many cosmetologists and um, up-and-coming hairstylists. How do you set yourself apart from them branding-wise? Well, I mean, to me, the number one um, branding, the the best branding tool right now for a breast platform right now is uh, word of mouth in the internet. So, I mean, I, everybody is on the internet now. Everybody is basically branding the same. I just feel like I've been doing it for so long and pushing myself. So, it, it was kind of like a word of mouth type of thing. Like, who do you hell? We do my hair. We do your in my hair. Um, but I mean, I feel like everybody is doing the same thing as far as brand-wise, you know, doing photo shoots, video shoots. I will say that I feel like I was one of the first to ever do it in Savannah. Um, but, I mean, it's just the same branding tools. The Internet, um, promoting, constantly posting, things like that. Okay, so since word of mouth is one of the primary ways that you build up your clientele, what do you feel as um, if you're, are you doing like as far as customer service-wise that is making a person appreciate your service and want to come back um, like on a routine um, basis? Um, Do you do anything special? Um, I just feel like I like family. I feel at home when they're in my presence. Um, I got a real kind soul, and a lot of people are drawn to that. Um, so you know, a lot of my clients they love to come and talk to me. They love to, you know, be in the salon. I get so many people even before I open up my own salon. Starstruck, you know, everybody loves coming to the shop. They love the vibe, and that's how it is now in my salon. You know. Everybody just loves being around us. You know, we know how to make everybody comfortable. And I just feel like, you know, my clients appreciate that. And I always give, you know, birthday discounts. Um, I buy clients presents for their birthdays. Or, you know, I I offer them lunch if I'm eating. You know, it's little things like that to show the clients that I appreciate them. 
Yeah, and that definitely is something great, like you said. It's not just a business transaction because, you know, most people, they're like, oh, it's just money, 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 and they don't actually right. get to know their their clients and understanding where they're coming from because basically most people should do what you're doing and get to know their clients because this is how you're going to make your living. You depend right. on these people to um, – put food in your mouth and the roof over your head, so why can't you get to know them? You are a client-based, um, you have a client-based service, so it really makes sense, and I I see why business is booming for a CEO stylist. <laughs> <laughs> so along your journey, who has been um, your mentor or mentors uh, and what has been some consistent advice that you've received from them? Um, I would say my number one mentor, as far as someone in the hair industry as well, would be Shardavia. Um, She's the owner of Sasha Hair Boutique and that shop I was in. You know, she just always has encouraging words. Um. She gives the best advice. You, you can talk to her about anything. What I think what I love most about it is how blunt she is. You know, she don't sugarcoat nothing. She don't tell her how it is. She don't keep it real with you. Um, but, you know, she always gives advice, great business advice, great um, personal advice. You know, whatever you come to her and tell, ask her, you know, she's going to give you a great response. Um but, you know, she just pushes me to my full potential. You know, she always tells me to never limit myself. And, you know, the size the limit. You know, reach for the stars. And while I'm young, you know, do everything now. Do everything the right way now. So that way when I do, oh, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to worry about half the things people have to worry about now when they 30 and 35. You know, it's just grind it out because you can't no more. Yeah, that that really is true. So with your mentors and everything, um, how do you how important do you think it is to have a mentor in the career field? So if you were trying to tell somebody who is an up and coming um hairstylist or wants to be a master cosmetologist or just in the cosmetology industry, how important do you feel that is um, that they should seek a mentor or um, just be open to mentoring? Um, I feel like they should do either or, seek a mentor or be open to it because in any career field, you know, we're going to always need someone to lead by example, especially if we just not coming into it. You know, it's, it's never too much knowledge to um, get. It's never too much that you can know. Um, so I just feel like, you know, you're going to always want somebody that is more wise than you or has more knowledge about a certain situation or is in the same career path as you, you know, to guide you and tell you, you know, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. It's only going to make a stronger you. So I just feel like unbecoming stylists, you know, just take heed to what everybody else say. Well, as far as, um, like, the older stylists and people who been – in the hair industry for years, um, it's just always a good thing to listen. Sometimes we got to learn how to just listen, close our mouth and listen. 
Um, but that's about it. Yeah, you know, I say take take that advice, get a mentor, talk to whoever. Um, because sometimes the hair industry gets stressful. You know, we get overwhelmed with clients. You know, working all day and night, and especially if you sell hair products, you know, online orders get hectic and um. You know, just stuff in general. You know, you will always need somebody to talk to, tell all your problems to. So I feel like, you know, if you got somebody that's wanting to come in your life and be a mentor, you know, you should allow them. Yeah, that that's really true. So as a full-time entrepreneur, you have to motivate yourself when there isn't anyone around to motivate you. What keeps you motivated? So, like, any quotes, Bible scriptures, or anything, like, of that sort? Um, one thing that keeps me motivated is myself. Um, and I say that because it's like I have tunnel vision. Um, I don't let my personal life affect my work life, and I don't let my work life affect my personal life. Um, whenever I'm focused, I'm focused. Um... I mean, when I do feel like I'm not motivated, I try to read a book about business or about money, and that's another thing that keeps me motivated, money. I mean, you can't do nothing without no money. And like I said, mm-hmm. I, I love doing hair. I love doing hair. It's my passion, you know. It, it's beyond the money, but this is also my way of living as well. So, you know, I always got to keep um got to keep evolving with time and one of my favorite quotes is um to live life is to change and to refuse change is to accept death and that quote is so meaningful to me because you know you always want to change and I'm not talking about just yourself you know you want to change the people you hang around um you want to change your train of thought you know you want to change your actions you know you might want to change eating habits you might want to change your appearance, you know, it's always room for change, and I feel like change is so important as you grow um, and start to open up different businesses or get in different career paths, because you have to adjust to whatever you want to change or change and see. So, um, yeah, I mean, self-motivation is the best motivation, because if you got it instilled in you and yourself, then everybody else motivating you is just a plus. If it's already in you, it's in you. Yeah, I've never, I haven't heard that quote, but that's something I'm probably put in my pocket, and <laughs> I, I like that one. But when you said you're like, I got tunnel vision, and um, I I can't stop thinking about anything else. I don't know why Drake popped in my head, and I was like, it's a rollie, <laughs> not a stopwatch. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Z, okay. <laughs> right, that's the truth, though. You know, time don't stop. We got to move with it. And that's what I be wanting people to realize. Like, you know, mm-hmm. time is of the essence, the size of the limit. You can't stop. Maybe you can't stop. If you stop, you you wasting time. So you got to keep going. Most definitely. So, cosmetology is a um, competitive yet interesting industry what is your style or service that what is a style or service that you see yourself um performing 
um, for the rest of your career, like a style that's not going to go out of style? I would say uh, frontals and lace wigs. And I say that because lace has been around for years. I mean, I'm talking about in the ancient times, the Greek times, you know, the Roman times, lace has been out, you know, the I don't know if you remember, like, the little cartoons or the little old TV shows or the judges or the, you know, the more superior men used to wear the white wigs mm-hmm. with the French curls and stuff. Yeah, like, those were lace fronts back then. <laughs> and I'm talking, like, 1500 A.D. and 1800 B.C. type of time. Like, so Okay, lace, go ahead, drop this knowledge on us. <laughs> <laughs> lace has been out. Um, so I just feel like that's a service that's never going to decline with time. It's not. It's going to keep going because everybody wants a lace. Everybody wants they had a little natural. Everybody wants a baby hair. So, you know, that's something that's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. It's never going to stop. Yeah, because I, I heard you be putting people in the game. Like, um, I good <laughs> news at six day. They be on the inside looking like Scampiana. <laughs> 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 but it's really good that you are the type of person that you know yourself. You know the what what book says about history and in your career field, and it's just not like you you're just in it and just winging it. You don't know anything because that's a lot. That's really how some stylists are. They don't take it serious and they just think, oh. I know about hair, and I know this, and I know that. But they can't tell you scientifically or tell you historically about some hair. And that really shows that you are passionate about your career field. And a lot, like, your clients should appreciate that because they trust somebody who is very knowledgeable in the field that they work in. Right. <laughs> so... What styles do you see for um what do you foresee as being retired in the future because of new products that are being invented? Um that's kind of a hard question because I just feel like all the styles that we felt like was back in the day styles, you gotta think we wearing them now, single ways. People starting to get the curls back, the Jerry curls back. Um, you got people still wearing ocean waves. You got people still wearing updos. So it's that's <laughs> honestly a tough question. Like I don't know because it's just every time a style declines in time, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back in the future somehow, some way. They gonna end up bringing it back. I haven't seen anybody wear updos in forever, but I know in middle school. Oh my God! Are you girls with them barrels, with the little, with the with the waves up front, the ocean waves? That people still wear updos, like people still will come into the salon asking for updos, and it's it's mainly like the older clients. But you know, mm-hmm. we get some young clients, like especially clients that's from like the country or clients that's from out of town, Texas, Louisiana, places like that. You know, they still believe in those type of hairstyles. Mm-hmm. They don't know no better. Yeah, but sure. Uh, I can't deal with that in my hair. I all that spritz and stuff, and then my hair used to be itching. I used the bobby pin, 
to get that little area that I couldn't get. <laughs> then you have to sleep with the little with the wrap the wrap um satin wrap around your head. So you want that <laughs> Them days they can have that. Uh uh-uh. I'm I'm good with my curls or now I just got into to wigs and stuff, so Besides hands-on class classes, what are some other ways that you've learned um, skills, books, webinars, podcasts, etc.? YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube taught me everything. YouTube taught me everything. Um, especially when I first started doing hair, I learned how to do uh, sewing on YouTube. I learned how to do braids on YouTube, updos on YouTube. YouTube taught me everything. Um, I did take two funnel classes. Um, I took one when funnels had started popping down here in 2016. I took one with Sade and then in 2017, I took another one with um, an Atlanta celebrity stylist named Monday Mink. Um, but, I mean, before that, it was just YouTube. Okay, so what's the most busy season or time of the year for the year stylist? The busiest season, um, my I should say my busiest month. My busiest months are, um, and in that odd month, they're not even months like holidays, except for um October. I'm always busy in October. And I'm always busy in March. Those are my two busiest months where I get the most clients. Um, I mean, I'm busy all year round, but when I say my schedule is barely blank, I uh, barely have a day off, it's most definitely in October and um, March. Yeah, because I think I remember before March ended, you... No, maybe you were scheduling for April or something. No, that was um, yeah, that was March and the March. And yeah, March. and you had like eighty or something. Yeah, before. I had got the um, I tried to get the eighty, but my schedule and let me um <laughs> get no more appointments, so I had got to seventy seven. Oh my god, seventy eight. Yeah, so it was almost at eighty. So what's the most number of clients that you've seen in one day? So like a 24-hour period. Um, the most clients I ever seen in a day would be 13, either 13 or 14. And I never forget it because it was um, Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving Eve. I want to say it was Christmas Eve. Um, and that's when I was still doing hair in my mama's house. I was in her kitchen, actually. And I never forget it. Um, me and my sister, we sat in the kitchen. She was bringing my clients down while I was throwing them in and gluing them in and getting them up the door. And after I sat down that day, and um, you know, I was counting my money and then looking at my books and looking at all the names I took off. I said, "No way, I did 13 clients today. There's <laughs> no way I did 13 clients today." But I could have believed it because we didn't um, get done till about. Two o'clock in the morning. We started. Um, that's when I used to work early. I used to take appointments at seven thirty in the morning. Um, oh my God! Girl, yes, I used to take appointments at seven thirty in the morning. Work all day, 
Oh, Lord. So I know you are tired from 7 <laughs> to 2 a.m. Oh, my God. Like, will you ever do something like that again? Like, a, um, you know how some, well, not celebrities, some people, whatever field of work they work in, like barbers or cosmetologists, they have the, like, the hairathon and they see how many people they can fit into one day? Right. Um, well, I've, I've been participating in two 24-hour marathons. marathons. Um, the last one we did, I stayed to work until about 5 o'clock that morning. Um, well, I think we started at 10 a.m. Yeah, we started at 10 a.m. and weren't supposed to stop until 10 a.m. the next day. Um, but I just lasted till about 5 and even then I had took me a nap between. But um I mean I get times where I still have to say that it's gonna on late. Now I ain't talking two o'clock in the morning but Oh yeah. <laughs> I get times where I had to say, you know, about twelve o'clock, sometimes even one o'clock. But I had to shorten down my um schedule on my time so my fiance hates for me to be out the house that late so. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I'm like <laughs> I don't see why. I would have been like, uh-uh, she got to go. Yeah. You got to come get your hair done in the morning. <laughs> he hates it, girl. He hates it. He don't so, like me being out late. <laughs> I wouldn't either, especially if, uh-uh, one, that's the safety hazard with you being too sleepy right. and tired, working all day. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta, they got to be understanding. Once they hit, like, Let's take a break and hear a message from our sponsors. Let's get back to the show. That way, you know, it's going to tell you what times I got available, when I'm not available, and all that. So, Most definitely. So... You had to step out on faith with building your own empire, your shop. How did you know that it was your time to actually do this? Um, I know it was my time because I kept seeing my angel numbers. I kept seeing my birthday is 111, so I kept seeing 111. I kept seeing 222, 333, 555, 11, and, you know, your angel number, you know, that it, it just tells you, like, the universe is trying to talk to you and communicate with you and tell you, like, you're on the right track and stuff like that. So, you know, I kept seeing those numbers, and I was like, you know, okay, I know I'm getting a blessing somehow. I just don't know how. 
Um, and I didn't want to open a salon in Savannah because I was trying to move out of Savannah to California. Um, but uh-huh. I have to stay here at least another year or so before I can move. Um, so when my old cosmetology teacher called me and told me that she had, um, she was selling her salon. I was like, okay, the salon is in a great location. She's selling it for a good price. I might as well go ahead and hop on it and <laughs> get the salon. So I told them, at first I told her no, because I was moving. Um, and I didn't want to, you know, get no salon. But I, as soon as I hung up the phone with her, I called my fiance and he was just like, Oh, tell her we want it. We're going to get it. Um, you know, he, but he always really wanted me to have my own salon here in Savannah. Regardless of mm-hmm. how cool, you know, that's what he wanted. So I just went ahead and opened it. And I just like, you know, what's for you is always going to be for you. So if God presented that opportunity, I just felt like it was my time to take it. Yeah, and you got confirmation, you said, from your angel number, your fiancé, and other people just, like, calling you, like your old cosmetology teacher calling you and stuff. God put everything in, laid all the ducks in a row for a reason. So it was it was mapped out like that for a reason. He's not going to steer you wrong. So you definitely will continue to see why he put you in the position that he put you in and gave you the opportunity to get the shop at the time instead of moving. It will all be right. played out in in the near future. So I wanna I wanna think too deep on that. So now that you've gained insight on the early mistakes and rewards of cosmetology, what is some advice that you would give to a new or future cosmetologist besides some stuff that you've already said um, earlier in this episode? Um, I just tell them to never give up. Reach for the stars. Keep going. Um, you know, a lot of stylists get discouraged, especially when they're just starting out and they're not getting a lot of clientele or they just feel like their work isn't as good as somebody else's. You know, you can't never give up. I I used to know how to do hair. I look at my pictures from eight years ago, and I'd be like, damn, like, girl, what the fuck was you doing? And <laughs> then I, you know, and then I look at it now, and I'm like, girl, how? But, you know, it's just practice. Practice makes perfect, you know, so you can never limit yourself. You can never give up. You just got to keep going. Um, you get discouraged. Look at quotes. Read the Bible. Go to church. Get in a mentor, uh, a mentorship group. Uh, you know, do something. Do something to keep you motivated and keep you going. Um, I just feel like when God blesses you with a talent, he blesses you with that talent for a reason. Um, he wants you to use it. He don't want you working for nobody. If he bless you with a talent, use it. Um, like I tell people all the time, your hands, if you work with your hands, that means it's light. Like, your hands are light. Like, you see gold at the end of your hands. Like, these are what God bless you with, the work, and so everything you touch turns to gold. Like, you know, so I just say keep pushing. Never give up. Um, keep grinding up so you can't no more. 
I know one question that I forgot to ask that you it just made it just popped in my hand my head. Do you have insurance on your hands? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I have insurance on my life. <laughs> I know, but some people like I know this one lady. She um give it's like these special special massages, like she does. Um, for people who just had like different types of surgery, like butt lifts, tummy tucks, and stuff. And I was talking to her, and she was like, "Yeah, I have um, insurance on my hands." And I know a lot of people in different fields they have insurance on certain body parts, especially if it's something that is like the main source of their career. So that's why I asked. <laughs> Right, but um, no, I never took insurance out of my hand, <laughs> which I'm might be a bad idea because you know, I think God forbid I get into a car accident or somebody crush my hand or do something stupid. No, people oh, envy it, check. so yeah, right. I'm gonna need that check for these hands. <laughs> she <laughs> said she's definitely my way of living. I'm definitely gonna have to sue you for pain and suffering. Because mm-hmm, I think she said that. She is able, if something happens, she'll be able to get disability for her hands. So right. it's like an extra insurance policy just on a specific body part. So, I mean, hey, I would I definitely look into that. So now that you're at this point in your career, like on the next level of your career, how do your family, friends, and your mentors um, feel about your career choices? Um, like I said before, everybody is very supportive. You know, I haven't had nobody change up or exit my life or none of that. You know, I'm still with the same people I've been with from the jump. Um, everybody still supports me. You know, it's just great vibes. Like I said from the beginning, great vibes. You know, everybody I be around. They, I want them for a reason. They either remind me of myself or they similar. We got the same mind or the same kind of life. You know, it's all, it's, it's a reason that I be with the people I be with. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to surround myself with nothing but positivity. So like I said, you know, they always been supportive since day one. Nothing has ever changed. Okay. So how has being a cosmetologist given you a peace of mind? Um, I mean, it gave me a peace of mind as far as financially. <laughs> I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. nothing. But a peace, but a peace of mind as far as my mind just at rest. No, I don't get none of those till I go on vacation. <laughs> um, well, as far <laughs> as like, like you giving your clients the the type of service and like seeing the reactions at the end, like, how does you, like, you say that you enjoy um, basically making people feel beautiful. So how does that, how does making people beautiful, like, give you a peace of mind? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's just a good feeling. Like, I, I always say my purpose in life was, well, what I feel like my purpose in life is to do is to, um, you know, either mentor people or be in some type of programs where I speak to people or being a psychiatrist or marriage counselor, you know, something dealing with people. 
So I feel like my gift to touch people and work on their head is already a blessing and a gift within itself. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, God just, you know, letting me interact with different clients every day that's drawing people to me. And like I said, I get people, my clients, who want to talk to me about certain things. So, you know, I just feel like it's, it's, I'm taking the steps. Like, my life is going in the order that God wanted to go in. You know, like I said, I feel like my voice is my purpose. So, um, just me being able to meet my clients and talk to them and build bonds and relationships, I mean, it, it, it's a blessing within itself, you know. It, it brings joy to bless other people and for people to be happy at their appearance or make people feel beautiful. And, like, I get a lot of clients that got, like, alopecia and cancer and lupus and things like that where they, you know, have hair loss. And when I see them look in the mirror, I have sometimes cry because they haven't seen their hair look so good in years or haven't felt beautiful or felt like themselves in a while. Like, it's just a good feeling. It's just a great feeling. Okay. See, that's the answer I want to hear. I know I had to dig it up out. <laughs> but, but that's definitely something that I can see. And I I know that people really, really appreciate you. So let's have some fun. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. They're going to be some fun questions. So here we go. If you could collaborate with one master cosmetologist, who would it be? Um, I would collaborate with um, I would say Shalavian. <laughs> and I say that because she's already um like an international um, instructor, like she travels the whole world and do frontal classes. She do celebrities' hair. Um, like she, but she, matter of fact, she's about to go on tour this year um, to different cities to do hair. But when I say she's international, I mean international. She done did frontal classes in London, um, Jamaica, um, it's a couple of other places, more places than name. Um, so I would I would collaborate with her. You know, she's been in the headband for years. She's one of the best hairstylists I've ever seen, and I had the pleasure of working side by side with her. So, you know, I collaborate with her. I collaborate with baby. Okay. So name three celebrities that you love to um, style. Um, Cardi B would be one, Nicki Minaj, and, um, I'm trying to think of someone else who is good laces, so, with good colors. Um, I say... I probably not K-Soul, because K-Soul would be more of a natural style. Um, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj is like my top two who I would love to work with. Thank God you didn't say Beyonce. 
Because, <laughs> you know, them, them, them beehives, them little, her little beehive people, <laughs> Lord, they be everywhere. So I have to I have to put up my guard because I, I be at my Matter of fact, right you know what I do? I do, I do Rihanna. So I okay. do Cardi B, Rihanna, and Nicki Minaj. Okay, yeah, I like Riri. I like Riri, but not BB. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... What are your favorite styling products to have on deck at all times? Well, of course, the first would be um, ZYS Edge Tamer, which is my edge control. Um, give me some um, ion um, humidity, humidity serum, silk serum. Um, Ritzy Spritzy, Gatsby Blue Tree Spray, um, a hot comb, and a tea tree color nine. Okay. So my next question is, if you were stranded on an island and could only do your hair with three styling products, I mean, well, three styling tools, what would they be? A flat iron. Um, a flat iron. I hope this. I hope this is a a a solar flat iron. <laughs> oh well, they got wireless flat iron. If it could be wireless, okay. Um, <laughs> I think the wireless flat iron. Um, a brush and some rubber bands. <laughs> Okay. All right. And last question. What are your favorite hairstyles and colors to wear, like on yourself? My favorite hairstyle um, are funnels, of course. Um, I love a good side part. I I used to wear middle parts all the time, but now that I got older and realized how big my head is, but I cannot. <laughs> no I cannot. So I'm definitely a side part girl. Like I will wear side parts all year. Um, but I love um Ash Blonde on me, which is the color I have in now. Um mm-hmm. and I love jet black. I used to be all for the colors like the pink, the blue, the green. I used to do all those crazy colors, but now I just can't do them. I cannot. And that, that's so crazy because, like, a lot of cosmetologists, they love wearing color. And some of them, no matter how old they get, they still want to wear color. Still wear color, right. Yeah. yeah. I used to be like that. I used to be like that. But I'm, I, 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 I hate color in my life. But I, I've, I always, I've always thought you had an old soul. Like, you, you've always been mature for your age. We, you were in third grade and we were in fourth grade, and you were around here acting like you was twenty one. Like, oh, right. y'all need to sit down. And I'm like, dang, who older me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, always had that old so always been bossy. <laughs> so yeah, that's why. <laughs> so that's why I think that like you, you're done with your color, the color days and all that stuff. That's that's why you're more in a mature phase. What's 
are your social media handles and your website and your email address for business inquiries so that people can get in touch with you? My Instagram is theyourstylist, Z-Y-O-R-S-T-Y-L-I-S-T. My Facebook is Rosaria Morris, L-A-Z-H-A-R-I-A Morris. I have another Facebook page, which is Be Your Stylist Virgin Hair. Um, my website is BeYourStylistVirginHair.com, um, which I'm about to get a new website that'll be um, ZYSVirginHair.com. Um, and um, my salon is of course, located in Savannah, Georgia. I keep all my products on hand, my bundles on hand. Um, and the address today is 7010 Getaway Road, Unit 3. Um, that's about it. That's and your email my address? My email address is zyourhairstylist at gmail.com. This is Dear Silas, and you're listening to Peace of Mind with the Soul Coach. Be sure to cut that notification bell on so that you will get notified every time, whether you're listening on Anchor, Spotify, um itunes or any place just go ahead and make sure notifications are on so you can be told when i am dropping a new episode um and definitely like our um podcast and let us know what is going on with you what you want us to talk about and we'll keep you informed um via push notifications on your app Definitely check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and email us if you need to um, at yourpeaceofmind2016 at gmail.com. All can be found in the show notes of all of our shows, um, our podcasts, and we'll be able to hit you up and we can chat, peacemakers. <laughs>